Welcome to Elite Week. I am your host, Kai Zen. And we got a lot to talk about tonight. With me, as always, is my second officer. My, uh, yeah, there you go. My number one. What up, Roy? Evening, evening, everyone. Looking forward to an insightful conversation this evening. Should be interesting. Absolutely. And we've got with us tonight our tactical officer, who I think is ready to draw fire. Tweet, say hello. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, I shouldn't shoot yet, right? Hold back, not, hold back, hold yet. back. Not yet, not yet. Hope everybody's ready for a fun night. We're going to have some conversations. Yes. Uh, we have the CFO of the Starship, the lovely, the talented Boss Lady B. Hello, everyone. So it looks like platinum is this week, but uh, you know what's going to be even more gold is tonight's show. So stick with us. It's going to be fun. Right on. And we have our. Um, I'm trying to think here. I got. I got. I really want to give it a good one, and I think that. Uh, I think. Uh, I think maybe our diplomat. We have our our uh, diplomatic officer or attaché. We've got WK Jez from the other side of the pond. What do you think, Jez? Does that sound good? Yeah, it's better than navigation officer because I'd have a complete lack of direction, which is kind of on point for tonight's theme. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, so. Let's see here. We also have with us, who may be back from his little AFK stint, our science officer. Uh, you back yet, Arson? No. All right. He's still AFK. Whatever. It is what Everybody it is. drink. Still yeah. analyzing samples. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, he's analyzing samples. We've got him back in a cubicle. We'll, we'll let him out soon. Um, all right. So let's get to it. This is Elite Week, episode 57. Galactic Water Cooler for Friday, January the 15th, 2020. Uh, it originally was named uh, The Birth of a New Gameplay Loop, and then some things happened this week, and the title of the episode changed to Houston, We Have a Problem. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff for you tonight. We're going to do a very abbreviated regular show because we're going to get into uh, what we're going to get into two discussion topics. The first one will be in the regular portion of the show, and the second one will be in the after show. And, uh, yeah, you'll you'll see why. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about. Right off the bat, uh, our cover art was City in the Clouds, and I dig that. So I hope you enjoy it as well. Our opening song was Viva La Vida by uh, it's a Coldplay cover by uh, Scary Pockets. So... Check that out. A link will be in the show notes, as well as the closing song, which I'll address later, uh, but it's going to be a mystery for now. So, right off the bat, we've got the birth of a new gameplay loop to talk about. We've got uh, some news that dropped and some things that happened this week, and then we're going to have a discussion topic on how we feel about all of that uh, after. So, let's go ahead and get right into the plugs. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at Elite Week 3306 at gmail.com. 
Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. Right on. Okay, so let's get to this. Right off the bat, we're going to start off with... It's the Dark Will Update. All right, Dark Will Update. Let's see, well, what do we have here? Well, as of today... The Dark Wheel is at like 79 and a half, basically 80% out of uh, LHS 397. So as of tomorrow, we will be pending expansion, unless the BGS is broken. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But uh, we are absolutely expecting to go into uh, uh, expansion, pending expansion. And this is to go to the sole test site. From this site, we will test the toll, the the sole leg of the the uh, of the experiment. We've already tested the lave leg. Now we're going into sole test site, <clears throat> and and the next jump after that will be to the LHS 509 test site. Now, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, a very awesome episode of uh, or issue of uh, Sagittarius Eye magazines. Uh, dropped last night so it is there for you to check out and in that episode they had a very special feature on lft 509 and the dark wheel and what we're doing uh and looking for there um a little bit you know uh they're a little bit early in in you know saying oh by about the time this goes to air they'll be there like we're still the better part of a month away but we are going there. And at that point, we're going to test it, see what happens. Uh, so exciting time. I also want to point out that the official squadron of the Dark Wheel, the Turning the Wheel Initiative, and the Elite Week Discord is the Black Sky Legion, which you can join. Just send in an application. The tag is BSL-1. So BSL-1 Black Sky Legion, send in an invite. All are welcome. Uh, that is a PC squadron. Unfortunately, as of this moment, we don't have any way to have cross-platform squadrons. Hopefully, that will be coming in the future. Yep, BSL-1, BSL-1. Uh, I think it might not have the dash. That might be a screw-up on my part. But uh, yes, so Black Sky Legion, BSL-1. So join us. No dash. Correct. All right. 
which uh, takes us to sort of we're going to do a very abbreviated version of all the rest of it. We're taking a break this week from Roy stories. We're taking a break from Tweaks tip of the week. We're taking a break from pretty much all of the other stuff. I'm going to run down real quick the Gownet articles. January 11th, there was a date set for the trial of Fleet Admiral Vincent, and this is looking like it's going to be putting more pressure on uh, you know, on on Hudson. Things aren't looking good there. January 13th, Core Dynamics Insider discusses the Lake on takeover. And then on January 14th, there was two of them. One is the Galnet article on the new CG, the, the new Marlinist systems request emergency food supplies, and uh, sort of talking about the uh, conclusion of the xenological samples delivered to Colonia, the Holloway Bioscience Institute, now plans to establish experimental habitats for vacuum life forms in the following systems, and they've got a, a list of them there. <clears throat> and then on January 15th, just today, uncertainty hits takeover of Lacon Spaceways. Uh, it's sort of hmm. It's interesting that there was also commentary about Jup- Jupiter Rochester in the in in the end of the article, and it, it literally ends with the line saying, "Perhaps his Jupiter division has finally outgrown the corporation and deserves to forge its own path." I think we may be seeing the birth of a new sort of ship company or whatever a ship uh, uh, a hull designer maker manufacturer uh you know i don't know it could be you know jupiter's rockets or you know jupiter aerospace or you know something but there's something there that we known that there's been uh, uh back and forth um you know tension between the two brothers the two rochester brothers there was the gay brother sort of uh there were rumors that his boyfriend or uh, sorry not his boyfriend his husband was like stepping out on him and the family closed ranks and sued everybody and completely 100 percent like backed up and controlled the story to to have their back and then when the straight brother who was in love with um what's her name the blue-haired girl ashling duvall when the straight brother was in a similar situation where they made sort of allegations that Ashling was stepping out on him. The family immediately like ended their engagement and whatever. And there's been resentment between the two brothers since. So it's interesting. We'll see how, you know, all of this plays out. So um, with regard to the community goals, we have uh, uh, an interesting sort of so you all know that you know you don't, everybody who's listened to the show knows how I feel about the Marlinists. They're the space Jews. They are literally the Jews of space. Everybody has treated them like shit. And you know that I love the Jews. I love an underdog. I love people that have been like treated poorly. I want to be on their side and help them stand up to bullies. So I'm super super psyched for this uh, CG and going to hit it hard. In addition, it is giving out. Uh, for the first time, double-engineered point defense cannons. And these point defense cannons are not only double-engineered, but they have an engineering type that you can't even get anywhere else, where it's lightweight. Oh, hello, Father Bill. I want to say hello to Father Bill. It's lightweight, and it's also, uh, quote-unquote, focused, which is interesting. We asked, like, well, what the hell is that? Because that doesn't... Uh, that's not an engineering that you can get on 
PDCs and uh, literally uh, Zach, the co- new community manager, uh, messaged us in our Discord and said like, yeah, what it is is they're, you know, extra range, extra firepower. So it's extra good and lightweight both at the same time. This is one that you can get. You can get basically two of them. You can get it for being in the top 75% of the deliver food. And you can also get it for the top 75% of the, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, defend the deliveries, which is, you know, the, the combat one. So that's interesting. People can go out there and, and get those um, if they want them. I would point out with regard to last week's CG, and we're going to have a discussion about it, but real quick, I want to point out with regard to the reward for it. Um, after last week's show, where we gave a list of things that, like, here's what Frontier we hope are looking to do with development post-Odyssey. Here's what we're where we're looking for them to go. I was contacted by Frontier, by the community management team, with a list, actually, of stuff like, hey, you said this, you said that, you said this, you said that, uh, you know, do you want to talk about this, do you want to talk about that? And I basically told them, like, I said everything I needed to say on the show, but I'm available to you. If you have questions, if you want to ask about these different ideas that we had, uh, and I mean, I was given a page-long list of details and like, hey, what about this, what about that? I, I said, hey, I'm available to you whenever you need if you want to talk about this stuff um obviously i think they've been a little busy this week with some other things but i i I hopefully um the fact that they contacted me with that i I hope that we're gonna we're gonna see from them a uh you know some more contact in the future and, and and we'll look into that and give them anybody who heard the show you heard all of our thoughts so hopefully um and and plenty of people added their thoughts to the commentary but in addition to that, at the end of that little discourse where they messaged me with the list, I messaged them back and said, oh, and by the way, here's one more for free. Here's something for nothing. Um, you guys give out the shiny decal to the top 10 commanders. That's sort of a waste of your efforts. Um, the The fact of the matter is, is the top 10 guys are doing it because they're doing it to be on the top 10. They're doing it to have their name on the list and for bragging rights within their, that circle of of those people. They're going to do it regardless of what you do. Shiny decal or not, those top 10 guys are going to kill themselves and go above and beyond because that's what they do. That's their gameplay loop that is fun. They spend all week just doing that. And hey, God bless. Whatever you enjoy, go do it. But you're wasting your efforts giving the shiny decal to the people who don't really care about it all that much you would do much better if you were to give the shiny decal to the top 10 percent that would get a lot more people the guys that are already going to do 40 tons of something they're going to do that regardless of anything that they're on a whole different track but the guys that are on that on the fence between being in the top 25 percent with say 800 tons delivered and the top 10 percent with 1200 tons delivered that's where you can actually push people and get people sort of excited and and competitive and doing more so you might want to just from now on don't give out the sticker to the top 10 guys give it to the top 10 percent and sure enough on the stream i guess they announced it what on on tuesday or whatever they were like oh yeah and by the way the top 10 percent are going to get the sticker 
So, hey, that's cool. So that that's that is uh, a, a thing that happened. That is a change that was affected that I believe is good for for the entire game. So, cheers to that. Um, we're going to still have the discussion topic more about that CG later, but right now I just want to open this up to you guys on the Galnet stories and on the CG, just on the sort of the level of, okay, this was turned in on the one from last week and, and the one that's coming up this week. Hop in. What do you guys got? Roy, we'll start with you. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's interesting about the, uh, the uh, Jupiter industries whatever that turns into that could also end up being maybe that's an srv company or mm-hmm. um could be odyssey focused um the cg that just completed the xenological samples i just wanted to say a couple quick things about that one i um i did that one i i had more fun with it than i thought i was kind of skeptical of it at first like you know call mm-hmm. it a colonia and and uh, get a sticker but i was going to be going on an expedition now anyway with loose screws and this would be a good warm-up so i i learned a whole lot more about you know, vacuum biological organizations uh, that I ever knew before because of this. It turned out that there's, um, you know, they're kind of sector by sector, and there's very few of these pods close to uh, Colonia or uh, the bubble. Um, the nearest ones to the bubble were about uh, 5,000 light years, but then you had to truck them another 17,000 to Colonia to turn them in. And from Colonia, you had to go uh, back about 14,000 light years to get to the nearest one. So it actually... I know. I think someone speculated that maybe this was more aimed at people in Colonia, and actually was easier for people in the bubble to do it. Yep. I think than than people in Colonia. Uh, but what it got me looking at was then, um, you know, of the things you were supposed to collect, and they're all pods. I started looking through various databases and the codex itself, and really started learning about where these things are and how rare some of them are. And uh, um, saw, and I think a number of people saw this, that in the temple sector, which is closer to Colonia than where the known pods are, you can find peduncle trees. There's sort of like a, mm-hmm. a caltrop-looking uh, shape of uh, you know structure, and they have pods on them, and there's some of those in the temple sector, which would only be like nine or 10,000 light years from Colonia. So I went there on a bit of an expedition and bumped around looking for them. I found the trees, didn't find any of their pods, and then came back and sort of finished the, the CG. But it, it did have a component, which I thought would have been missing of, you know, it was only a week long, and it's a long way to go. And it, it at first, I thought it wasn't going to encourage any genuine exploration, uh, because, you know, th- there's known locations, and people go there and stock up. And I think that's what a lot of people did anyway. But it did, it did encourage me to go do some actual exploring, and I was having fun with it. So, uh, I guess it worked out in the end. I was, I was, I had a lot of fun with it. So, right on. So I, I will say that, yes, it was. I mean, if you remember, we made a comment before about, hey, they should do a, a CG that has people trucking out to Colonia, and that's what exactly mm-hmm. this one did. And it's good to get people out there because a lot of people sort of haven't seen out there, and it it gives them sort of the opportunity to see out there. Um, in addition to that. Yeah, this is this this was it, it was it was tough to do, but man, it got through half more than halfway through tier four. It got through a you know a lot of people went out there and did it. So I think that's that's awesome. And again, we're going to talk about another aspect of that here coming up. But just just on general stuff, I know tweet or uh, Jez, you have another thing. I do. I have got two points. When you say talk about other stuff, or would I be? rushing too quickly into it if i was going tinfoil helmet here or oh no 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 we're that's what we're okay. going to cover that's what we're going to okay. cover in the next bit i'll leave that bit alone then 
The one thing uh, about this CG that was really good is I represent a um, squadron for exploration and science called IGAU, and for our first year, we've been running a codex add-on uh, for a couple of tools in EDMC, and for this this purpose, we had ready to go a database of 300,000 um, mm. notable stellar phenomenon and ground-based sites. Mm. Wow. So if, if we ever get into a CG like this again, um, kind of look up, uh, it's on a GitHub uh, page, I believe, IGAU, and you've got a CSV file which will show you a whole bunch of data of where different uh, sites and things have been found. Nice. I think, so there's a couple good things about this CG. First off, it encouraged a lot of people to go out to Colonia that I've heard from a lot of people like, I've never been out here. Holy cow, it looks pretty out here. Look at all these stars. Um, so that's good. Number two, there's a lot of people, myself included, I have never, I, I will say this embarrassingly enough, I have never equipped a research limpet controller onto mm. any ship ever. This is my first time doing that. I've gone out and seen when exploring, I've gone out to the other end of the galaxy. I've gone to, you know, Semitus Beacon and, you know, I've done the whole nine yards, but I've seen peduncles. I've seen the weird floating phenomenon in the Lagrange clouds. I've done stuff like shoot it with a laser or, you know, honk near it or turn on your lights. I've done some of the stuff, but I've never done the send out a research limpet and scrape them. It encouraged me, a, a, a jaded old timer that has done everything, triple elite and yada, yada, yada. It encouraged me to do something new. And I thought that was awesome. And I, I want to encourage Frontier to keep, you know, thinking outside the bun with stuff like that, because that was awesome. Uh, anybody else got anything before we get into the other aspect of the CG uh, and sort of close out the the compressed version of the regular show before we get into our our serious serious talk? Anybody got anything else on that? All right. I just want to call out on the uh, race news uh, that uh, the. Uh, uh, Sidewinder Fuel Finder Challenge uh, concluded for the Buckyball Racers. Big salute to them. I don't want to give you guys short thrift on stuff, but like, big salute. We love everybody in the community and the whole nine yards, and now we're going to get to the other stuff we're talking about. Uh, so first off, the original main discussion for tonight <clears throat> was going to be the birth of a new gameplay loop. And I want to specifically call out WK Jez for mentioning it uh, and, and really, really championing this. And the more I looked into it, the more it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, basically, what we had here <clears throat> was a situation where one of the very few articles at all of, of all of 2019 was the creation of this site, the, the Holloway Research Center. And it was, it was just kind of a, a weird little story that didn't make any sense at the time. They planted the seed very patiently and, and you, they clearly had stuff planned to go with it. But it was just like in 2019, like nearly, cause it was around, it was around January. So it was like a year ago. <clears throat> oh, sorry. 
was it 2019 into 2020? It might have been around November or whatever that this that the this the process started, but it was like a year ago that basically they were like, "Hey, there's this new bioscience center that's created out in Colonia." And everybody went, "And like, okay. What does it do?" "Oh, nothing." "Okay." And promptly ignored it. And then in Dev Diary 1, Frontier showed us, "Oh, by the way, you're going to now have a fifth new elite. It's really going to be six by the time they're done, but a fifth new elite. So you're going to have, you already have trade elite, exploration, uh, combat, and CQC. Those are the four elites that we have right now. But they said, oh, you're going to have a fifth new elite, which is exobiology. And the sixth new elite, which they haven't announced yet, but we're going to get, is FPS is going to be pew pews. But that fifth new elite, that's a whole new gameplay loop that was added into the game, you know, with that announcement. And if you look at, okay, what are we doing for that? We are going out with our plant gun and we are scanning shit and we are bringing back samples to sell them to Vista Genomics, who are going to be, I guess, shipping them off to the Holloway Research Center, you know, whatever. It, this all ties in. So the point that I'm making here is we literally just had a CG that I absolutely believe is the in-lore, in-universe genesis of an entire new gameplay loop. And I think that's fucking incredible. I love that. I already encouraged Frontier both privately and publicly, I tweeted and I also messaged them privately and said, this is brilliant. If this is what I think it is, that you've created this whole new game loop in lore and us commanders that took part in this CG and have this sticker as a memento can save for forever. I was there. I helped do that. I helped make that. I said, that's brilliant, number one. So big salute. And number two, I wish, I hope, I pray that you continue this in the future with other CGs. I would love a CG where we have to track, we have to like truck a bunch of components and steel and whatever to this factory at this location. And then six months from now, they release a new SRV variant or a new ship or whatever. And it's like, this was from that. I wish that we could deliver, like we get a CG and they say, hey man, truck it out here. And, and they could even tell us even, hey, this is going to go towards a new ship or this is going to go towards research into a new thing. They don't have to give us all the details, but they can tell us that, oh, by the way, it has certain features that you might unlock at tier one or tier two or tier three. And they don't have to tell us what those features are because I know that there's stuff where it's like, we have to keep this back. But if they just say, this is going to be a tier one vessel or a tier two vessel or a tier three vessel and like, we can make it even better by trucking more stuff out there. Imagine a year from now, two years from now, telling one of the new players in Elite, like, hey man, yeah, this new this SRV that you're driving, this dump truck SRV or this speeder bike SRV. Yeah, man, I helped build that. I was one of the guys. Check this out. I got the sticker for it. I got the whatever. How fucking cool is that? So Jess, hop in here and tell us a little bit about this. Um, I, from 
being an explorer, I go to a lot of these sites often, and I didn't even know about research limits before this week. Well, before mm -hmm. the CG, or what really the point is of having them so very, very pleased. But there's some consequences here at play, because I go out to these things when I'm streaming, when I'm not streaming. If you put your audio up, you can hear some very alien-like sounds, and there is a degree of people out in the Elite Dangerous community that believe they could be ties to other alien life from these NSPs, namely Fargoids. And I do have a feeling that the way that the story is going with the Fargoids, mm. there's every possibility they could end up rocking up at Colonia, and that would probably send the player base in a tiz, because we know from the history of the Fargoids, when we start dumping a lot of stuff that they're interested in on a particular location, they respond. Like the data for Ammonia World at that one station I cannot remember the name to, but that station was mm -hmm. under attack and is currently being repaired by Operation Ida. So I think Colonia is about to get shaken up a little bit beyond what we talked oh, yeah. about with the sick Philippe. Yeah, they came... They came out to the coal sack and said, oh yeah? How about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... They're ready. Yeah. All all very, very, uh, very interesting stuff. I want to hear... I want everybody to weigh in on this. Uh, uh, boss Lady, what do you think about this birth of a new gameplay loop? Because we got some negative stuff that's going to come later. I want to get some positive stuff on the ledger. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you're doing. You're front, load front loading the uh, positive stuff. Well, the thing that I'm looking forward to with this, this game loop, I'd heard about research limpets, but again, I too had never equipped them on my ship. And in context, mostly people use them on the surface of planets. So thinking about it and going, oh, we can do this in NSPs. You know, there's other things that we can test and look at. I I mean, I am over the moon excited for the xenobiology once Odyssey comes out. I'm mm. so excited to be, you know, taking plant samples. And it harkens back to the days of um, kind of botanical expeditions that happened and how rare certain things are like finding coffee or, you know, some of those plant mm. histories that we take for granted now as humans. But having that piece woven into the Elite Dangerous universe where maybe we find some sort of plant on a particular type of planet that is a medicine or something that furthers our tech with our weapons or, you know, there might be some sort of tie-in with the xenobiological with advancements in in-game science, which I would be really excited to see. I dig that. Roy, hop in on this. Something else that I um, didn't expect, but was delighted to see when I was doing the CG was the different constraints it put on ship design. Like, I have always... Uh, Exploration is one of my favorite game loops, and I've always packed a research limit. One. Um, never used it. <laughs> never used it. The things that I ran into um, just happened to be ones you couldn't collect stuff from. So maybe there's an issue. Like maybe this thing should be usable on more stuff. But mm. uh, in doing the CG, I ended up designing a completely different ship than what I ever would have taken for um, exploration or trade or combat. I ended up with like an anaconda <laughs> with four then five research limpets and all cargo. And it had to jump a long way. Like for me, that was great because it was another... Um, I love designing around constraints and theory crafting ships, and it was great to have that challenge. And if that Beautiful. became a gameplay loop, now you've got a whole other class of exploration slash cargo slash, you know, research things you have to build, which I think would be fun. 
I, I used a cutter. I put it to like 650 tons plus. It was like 660 tons, whatever, and had like four research limpet collectors. And what I did was it took me like 180 jumps to get from the bubble to the triffid. <laughs> and I did it. I was just like, screw it. I played some music. I did it. I hung out with people. I went there. I collected all of my all of my stuff, right? Then I just hopped on a fleet carrier that was going to Colonia. I <laughs> I own a fleet carrier, but my fleet carrier is pledged to the dark wheel, so I don't get a chance to use it. So I had the experience of all of the other commanders who don't own a fleet carrier. I had that experience, and guess what? I still got in the top 25%. I hopped a ride on a fleet carrier going to Colonia. I went off. I played a bunch of Star Citizen while I was while they were doing that jump overnight. We got there. I sold my stuff. Got into the top 25%. I think I was briefly in the top 10%, but I got moved to 25. Hey, no worries. Nope, nope, no problem. I don't need a shiny sticker. I I like the concept of what it was. And I feel like I got a good reward, so whatever. I engineered... I have a Colonia Vet and a Colonia Cutter that are named Colonia 1 and Colonia 2 that are just parked out in Colonia. And I had halfway engineered them, but I run out of mats before. So I just finished engineering them and then immediately hopped on a, a fleet carrier coming back to the bubble. And went off and played more Star Citizen. Just like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go through a painful, like, long-ass jump all the way back from the bubble in a in a non-exploration cutter. Like, I, I did... I went out to Colonia legit on my own jumps in an ASP that was only slightly engineered. I, I did it the old-school experience because I wanted to on my way out to Salome's Reach and all that. But the fact of the matter is, is like, okay... I didn't want to do it all again. That was just meh. So I went and played Star Citizen, came back. I'm here. I'm in the bubble now. I'm doing my thing. Life is good. I, I, I had fun with it. And you don't need a fleet carrier to have fun with it. Top 25%. I do own a fleet carrier, but I did not use it once for any part of this CG. Um, tweet. Why don't you uh, talk about... And again, let's hold the later part for later, but just the concept of doing a CG to unlock a new gameplay loop or doing a CG to unlock a new SRV or a new ship or a new whatever. How fucking cool is that? Oh, it's totally cool. And and, and this game needs more gameplay loops as it is at this point for the veteran players that have been in it for a long time. And to have it in lore, can't beat it. Uh, a decal to get all the way out to Colonia. Not real thrilled with the reward there. Wasn't enough incentive to make me want to do it. But that being said, great idea. Great. Uh, just the, the general purpose of the CG was really good. Props to them for doing it. Yeah, I mean, between you and me, I didn't give a shit about the decal. I didn't even really like it. I, I, I know a lot of people said, wow, that looks cool. That's a matter of taste. Maybe I have none. Whatever. I didn't care about this decal at all. I cared about the actual um, sort of, how do I say it? I, I, I care about the, the what it represents. I, I care yeah. about, like, this is creating a new loop. How cool is that? I want to show my support for Frontier when they do good things so that they will do more good things. And also... When they don't do good things, tell them. Um, Jez, did you have another thing on that? 
Yeah, just saying, kind of echoing sort of Roy, it's like, um, one thing that players have complained about, if you remember when they brought the Colsack out, they was doing a lot of ARG kind of puzzles outside the game, mm -hmm. and even when they were finding the Fargoids, it was stuff that we were doing a lot of work outside the game, so yeah, all for this idea of stuff we're actually doing inside the game to shape the game. Um, it's it's a positive step forward, and I think they've listened on that point. Yeah, absolutely. One last thing I want to hit up, uh, I want to give a huge, huge uh, nod to Alec Turner uh, of Buckyball Race fame and uh, Alec Turner's Best of the Internet. Last week, I had in the show notes, but I just skipped over it because I'm doing the tech myself, and oh, God, does that suck. Um, uh, Alec is doing a whole trip out to Colonia and a trip out, like a, a, a long trip where he is... And I'll have the link in the show notes. He, You can follow along on the forums, and it's cool sort of... He's got like a journal with like his adventures on each step of the way. Like today, oh my god, I got into a whole rigmarole here, and oh, I did a thing, whatever. That is cool as fuck. It's very much a... Alec is 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 a is is like a storyteller of all. He he makes these neat, interesting little artistic sort of things that are like you know, it's a story and he and and it's neat and there's I think that's needed right now in Elite for for those people like Alec Turner doing his trip out to Colonia, for those people that are you know, doing expeditions for those people that are creating a project for Drew Wagar, who this Thursday, just yesterday, did the first installation of his whole story where he does a stream and it's a character and people are messaging him. And you can tell from the people messaging him that a lot of them are just people watching the stream with like, hey, what are we, what's going on? And then other ones are people that are like plants that are part of the story where they're like, come here if you need to know. If you want, you know, whatever, a chance to find out what happened to your family or like whatever. There's all of this stuff going on. I love all of that. There's a beautiful thing that certain projects have that sort of capture the imagination of people and give them sort of an escape from the absolute dumpster fire that is real life in 2020 and 2021. And uh, it, it, it just leads to some beautiful, beautiful stuff. So... The notes will be in there. I encourage every last person that hears this and sees this, if you take one thing away from this week that might make you smile with regard to Elite, go check out the the, the thread on the forums of Alec Turner sort of telling his story of of his trip out there and, and, and get get in on that. It is it is good shit. Yes, absolutely. Alec Turner is the Tom Hanks of Elite Dangerous. Uh so yes. Um, all right. Now, here's the part where I'm going to tell a lot of you to just turn off the show, uh, which is probably weird for uh, a podcast or a stream to do. Probably not the smartest thing, but we're, we're, we're ending the regular show here and we're going to get into a whole other discussion. Now, I'm personally going to open and close this discussion. I'm going to get the first word in. And I'm going to get the last word in to frame this discussion. But I want to say up front, there's probably a lot of you that are not going to want to hear this part that's coming next. And if you are like, hey, man, 
I want the low salt. I want the the positive, happy, shiny people show. This is a good time for you to go ahead and punch out. What we're going to have next is a open and honest and frank conversation about the news of the delay that happened this week. And the fact of the matter is, is I want to frame this because, you know, this is my show and it's important to me that we do so. Um, I want to start by saying, number one, everyone who feels anything about this whole situation is justified. Those people who feel like, hey man, it's not that big a deal. They have every right to feel that and no one should try to shit on them or change their feeling. If you feel like, boy, this sucks, but I get it, whatever, and I'm okay with it, that's fine. You are a consumer who has every right to feel that. If you are super upset, if you feel betrayed, if you feel lied to, if you feel angry, that's okay. You are a consumer. You have the right to feel the way that you feel. Now, the one thing I would ask is that everyone in this conversation, and I've asked this on our Discord, I've asked this you know, publicly multiple times, the one thing I ask is everyone, be civil with each other. Let other people feel how they feel. You don't have to convince them to feel how you feel. You have every right to feel how you feel. But just show respect and compassion towards the other and show respect towards Frontier. This is a company that makes a game, that makes a product that we love. There is, I don't see any reason to go Latvian with this. I don't see any reason to curse them, to call them names, to be crude and extra disrespectful and in any way go out of my way to be overly antagonistic. That I don't think that that's helpful. I don't think that that's productive. But I will say this. I also don't feel the need to white knight for Frontier. Frontier is not my friend. Frontier is a $1.6 billion plus corporation. They have an entire PR department. They have a PR lead guy that uh, the what's that guy's name Julio whatever that he does with with the the, the 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 heads up their PR department they have an influencer manager they have a product manager they have four people on a community management team and a PR department they don't need you to white knight for them now it's absolutely fine and fair. And I have on multiple occasions sung their praises and said, man, they're awesome. I love what they're doing here. I love what they make. But at the same time, it's a hundred percent fair to call them out when they make a decision you don't like. And this is what we do to keep them honest and to help them make better decisions in the future for everyone. So, Having said this, let's go ahead and get into what happened. Frontier announced this week that they're going to have to delay Odyssey again. Now, originally, you know, Odyssey was supposed to come out last December. Then they pushed it. They said, hey, COVID, we need to delay into quarter one, 2021. And David Braben said, 
on a stream with their investors that is publicly available on YouTube that you can see, he said, hey, this is just a thing where we've gotten pushed back a handful of days. It's, you know, we were expecting to release early December 2020. We probably could still make 2020, but then we would be pushing people to try to work over the Christmas break. I don't want to do that to my people, but it's a matter of Days, not weeks. Expect it, you know, early in 2021. And that was what was said in the investor call, what was posted publicly in, in, in sort of the forum and whatever was Q1 2021. Last week, we got released this QCV, WV, whatever the hell this thing is, where and this was really baffling to me. They were patting themselves on the back for doing a good job of controlling expectations and, you know, managing their, their schedule and everything is going well and everything's coming out well and, you know, things are good and things are looking good and we're on time and everything's on schedule and, and even took a little shot at like cyberpunk and, and star citizen and whatever. I was like, oof. And you know, at the time I was like, well, hey man, if you can bring it, if you can, if you can walk the walk, you get to talk the talk. But it is majorly oof that just a few days after that came out, they say, oh, by the way, sorry, we need to delay again because of COVID. Now keep in mind, they already delayed from COVID from last December. I mean, from, from a month ago, as in December, 2020. But they're like, hey, COVID, we need to delay. Sorry. For PC, it's going to be, you know, spring or whatever. So, which technically, according to the announcement they made to us, it could be as up until like end of June. But the same day that they announced that, they had to announce to their investors an update and to their investors, which... If you have to believe what they tell us or what they tell the investors, 10 times out of 10, believe what they tell their investors because that shit they can get in legal trouble over. So they told us a time frame that ended really as of end of June, but they told their investors it will be fiscal 2020, which fiscal 2020 ends May 20 or 31st rather of, of, uh, uh, 2021. So, we know based on what they told the investors that they have committed to by the end of May. So that's what we're sort of hanging our hat on now for PC. The additional oof was after saying that console and PC will be together from this point going forward. And that, you know, yes, absolutely. Q1 for PC and Q1 for console. Now, additionally, they had to advise us that console will be by the end of autumn, which I think according to British seasons, the way they work it, and we got a statement from them, I got a statement from them earlier that that's like the end of November. So, you know, theoretically... PC by June 1st, no later. Console by no, December 1st, no later. 
But keep in mind that this is already now the second delay. So if there's a third delay or if there's an additional whatever, I, I can't. Who knows? Whatever. All right. I think that frames it to start the conversation. The one thing I will say is everyone, let's be respectful. Let's be civil to each other and Frontier. But that doesn't mean that you cannot call out Frontier for just anything that you feel is directly wrong or was disingenuous. The first dots on here I see are uh, Jez. So Jez, hop in. The to to add on, and there's a key element to this. I'm not saying I'm not trying to exonerate Frontier straight away. The second delay came after <laughs> the second delay came after a really disruptive month in mm -hmm. December because two things were happening. The new strain of coronavirus came and put a block on our ports and logistics um, networks and also after four years or whatever, the I'm not even going to say it because I hate it, but the B word um, to do with us leaving the European Union happened and the deal that they constructed was very, very last minute. So a lot of the ways that businesses do things and communicate and rules changed in December. And it is a bit of a, it was a tumultuous period for me personally, because I can't mm. get medicine right now. So the, the idea here is, is I can kind of understand why there was a second delay, but that's not exonerating. And I'm sure throughout the conversation, I'll, Kind of give the other half of the coin on that. I so, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely want to acknowledge that you're absolutely right. The the I I I think from hearing things, and I mean, this is just a factor of being human. You see everything through your eyes. What I see in America are basically, you know, shits on a little extra precautions and whatever, but things are sort of rolling along. And I don't know if that's just because we're too stupid to do it right or what, but like. From what I seem to see from people in England, it is going much differently. I mean, obviously, you guys have the UK variant of the coronavirus or whatever. And, and by the way, just let's take a half a second. What's up with that? How is it racist if you call it the China virus or the Wuhan flu, but it's not racist or not wrong to call it the UK, whatever? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I, I think a lot of the people that were calling it the China virus or the Wuhan flu are some fucking idiots and asshats but like why is it okay to call it the uk whatever the only thing that they did differently than everyone else was sort of do a better medical job of finding it and diagnosing it so that we can whatever like let's be honest that shit was all over the place not just the uk you guys just did a better job of documenting it and not looking the other way but i'm I mean that's getting off point but that 100 percent. it seems like to me as an american who's just seeing this play out through the forums and whatnot that the UK is having a harder time of it than America. And I don't want to discount that at all. And I don't want to be shitty towards Frontier about that. But I will say that that doesn't excuse, if that was the case, the, 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 the vaccine here for this problem is the truth, is open, honest communication, not making it seem like everything's okay. And then at the last minute saying, well, we had to do this because it's worse than like, oof, uh, Tweet, I know you've been dying to get in. Go ahead. All right. Let's get into this. 
anybody that knows me for the last three years of playing this game, everybody on the show, everybody that's listened to me on the show for these months knows that I am a big FDEV cheerleader. I love Frontier Developments. I love Dr. K. I love Dev Stott. I love this game that they have developed, and I'm very passionate about it. That said, this is a huge mistake, a huge, huge error, and this is why. I understand. Let me let me also say, I totally take COVID absolutely seriously. I'm severely asthmatic. I want to avoid COVID like, like it's the Black Plague. I don't say that's not real and that's not a concern in the least bit but i don't buy that as an excuse for this or odyssey to release on pc in the summertime if it was just delays because of covid you would expect console to be released in, in the summertime the fact that console is being pushed back six to eight to pot maybe more maybe 10 12 months after it releases on pc it 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 gives a multitude of issues, ramifications inside the game that I don't think any of them have thought of at this point. So let's I'll just let's let's look at that real 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 briefly, uh, and then after that, Roy is up. I, I want to lay out a couple of things here, just for people who may not be aware of like like what are you talking about? What is whatever? Here's what we know so far. Number one, we know that first boots on the ground is going to get, you know, recorded. So if you're the first person to set foot on a particular planet, you get it recorded. We know that the first plant of each whatever species or subtype or whatever is going to get recorded. So if you're the first one to discover this type of plant or this location, plants in this location or whatever, there's some recording system that's going to happen there. And those are both big, but let's be honest, those are both vanity items and I don't really give that much of a fuck. I mean, I care, but it's not game-breaking. Then we get to item number three. In the answers that we just got today from gareth hughes one of the lead designers and what we've heard in the previous two dev diaries they made comments to the effect of there will be major bgs effects on the settlements and whatever uh, on, on the locations on the ground locations whatever that are affected by your actions as an odyssey player and there will be major affection, uh, effects on the settlements and the whatever that are affected by the BGS. So it's a two-way street where you can, they're going to, they said specifically in the news that we got today in one of the AMA questions, Gareth said, there are going to be conflict zones that you do on foot with the pew, pew, pew FPS type. Now, the fact of the matter is, is there are some squadrons and player minor factions in this game that are console ones there are xbox guys and playstation guys that get together and they're like we are the fucking you know Opix. blue angels we are the opics we are the this or the that and you might have 40 or 50 you know xbox guys that they have hey we have opix for example is in like you're like 17 stations or whatever say 17 systems we're in 14 systems with okay. many more stations than that and and let me jump and in you real are, quick here wait, wait, wait let, will, me, let me let me just ask you are an xbox like you are an xbox player minor faction right like 90 percent of your people yes. are xbox right so Correct. for example 
if I'm your neighbor and I've always been looking at your uh whatever, like, man, I want to get in uh on that and I, I happen to be in the same system that you're in and I want to take over this ground settlement from you or whatever, and I push in and initiate a conflict there and then just I'm on PC so my guys can all do the CZ and all of your people are Xbox so you can't how is that okay go ahead tweet it's not okay and in BGS terms this is why the way the BGS works right now is the more buckets you fill up the better you move your influence so for example if I run 40 missions for my faction. That's not going to move the influence as much as if I run five missions, I turn in a couple million worth of bounties, somebody turns in some exploration data, somebody goes down on the ground and does the the Odyssey BGS pews or whatever it is. It, It fills up all these different buckets. The more people that fill up all these different buckets, that moves the influence better and doing one or two or just three of the buckets. So inevitably, anybody that can do all of the above are going to have more effect on moving that influence than people that can't. Right. Okay. Uh, Roy, you were next, and then it's going to be Boss Lady. Yeah. So um, let me just uh, put a little preamble in here. I understand that the UK is suffering greatly in this pandemic, and now they're in lockdown. And it has impacted FDev in the past and more and more recently. I would defer to uh, Jez's insights on that and others who actually live there and are dealing with this. I'm not arguing with any of that. Um, I don't want uh, an unfinished expansion released. I can wait for a quality product. Um, I love this game. Uh, I play it so exclusively that I have to take vacations from it from time to time. Um... I believe that the team at FDev is made up of smart, passionate people. And furthermore, I'd actually bet that there's people at FDev who are also upset and disappointed with this delay, especially if they've been caught out with the timing of this communication in in a way that maybe makes them look bad. All that being said, I feel like, uh, to the extent that I believe that FDev is an exceptional company, I believe they've missed an opportunity to show exceptional authenticity. The lack of uh, synchronization with recent marketing messages that you pointed out, um, the fact that they took pre-orders a month ago for Alpha, uh, the fact that they either didn't anticipate or have not proactively communicated any strategies of how they're going to mitigate the impact of splitting the community specifically with BGS and Odyssey exploration on console. Um, the timing of this delay news in light of all of this feels off, feels mm. off. And I think they've, they've missed a trick here and that's what's disappointing. I will point out because there I've heard from a lot of people in different places on the forums and the discords and whatever. I've heard people make the comment like, well, duh, it started as a PC-only game, so what are you console guys bitching about? You guys didn't get in until a year or two after you know we were already going, so that's fine, whatever. And that's fine. That's If that's how you feel, I'm not telling you that how you feel is wrong. But I will point out this, just to sort of get it out there in the conversation. If you start late on a game, I started late on this game. I started years after other people were playing, and I knew that I was at a disadvantage because I was starting late. That's okay. That's fine. That's fair. 
But Frontier did say publicly that going forward, we will be releasing stuff at the same time. For all of you people that are in, you will be on equal footing. So to now change the terms, the console people have a have an absolute right to be pissed off. And you and no one else has the right to tell them that they're wrong to feel what they feel. Boss Lady, and then we're going to have uh, Arson. All right. So the main thing that I want to talk about on this, which is uh, what I said when the news broke, was that, you know, it's going to split the community into two parties. And we talked about this a little bit before we started the show. And it already is two communities. So the PC group is obviously the larger bucket. And so for the Xbox and PS4 players, it is so hard to find community for a lot of the newer players coming in. They'll come into my stream. They'll say, I don't have anybody I can play with. And I can send the Xbox ones towards tweaked, but already they feel like a kind of minor part of the community that gets a little bit overlooked a lot. Then I'm going to take it into a very, very small subsection of the community, which I know this can't be what we judge everything by, but I think it's an important little piece, which is that the content creators, whether they are YouTube, podcast, Twitch, that stream through uh, consoles are going to be affected by this. So I actually had a couple people come in and really suddenly have their whole content question because if they're still streaming you know, Horizons content when every single other person on, for example, Twitch is streaming Odyssey content, it can be really detrimental to maybe their growth or their community. Maybe their people won't want to be watching them anymore. Um, and of course, I told them, well, you're going to be the one guy that stands out because you're not streaming what everybody else is. But mm. that piece really kind of hurts because the best thing about Elite is the community and this is a decision that is directly saying, eh, eh, throw it to the wind, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I feel... <sighs> I said this earlier, and I, I, I almost... I don't... I, I, I swear to God, I don't mean this to be shitty, but it's the truth. I feel it. Um, so I'm going to say it. Frontier put this... They started this Odyssey talk with on the back of, this is going to be your Neil Armstrong moment. This is, we're giving you your Neil Armstrong moment. They said it over and over and over, your Neil Armstrong moment. And I got to say, and I'm not saying this as a, you know, hey, it's just my problem. I'm in the PC crowd. I'm going to get my Neil Armstrong moment. But I kind of feel bad for my console brothers and sisters who are going to have the Michael Collins moment. Where you're in the command module watching... You know, Michael Collins didn't get to set foot on the moon. He was in Apollo 11 and he was stuck in orbit. And he got to watch it on TV. And I feel like that's what some of our Xbox and, and, and PlayStation brothers and sisters are going to get. And my heart goes out to them. Arson. Yeah, the, the thing that, that I kind of really wanted to, to strike importance at, and it's already been brought up, but the BGS buckets, uh, the, the thing that anybody who does bgs leadership for their factions or participates heavily in it knows the more buckets that you are able to put a drop in the better that the far more efficient it is than just doing you know three activities the maximum hilt if you put 
one drop in six buckets, you're going to have more effect just about than the person that just filled up like one or two buckets. It's a very, very massive thing. And as was brought up, like, okay, let's say somebody decides that they want to target Opix during that period. That that kind of thing shouldn't be able to happen. And one thing I do want to call out is because I've seen a lot of people say BGS is not PvP. Well, BGS isn't PvP until you start having to fight another group. The second you have to fight another group, suddenly you realize the BGS is PvP, whether you face the enemy ships in space or not. And having 6 to 8 to 12 months of just console factions being completely shafted like that is not even remotely appropriate. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just let me jump in real quick to that point, And that is a big point in that amount of time, six to eight months, the 14 systems, maybe 15 systems that Opix is in right now could be diminished greatly because they're, a PC faction could come in and run us right out of most of them. There's nothing we could do to combat it. I, I would say that in that amount of time, just six months now that BGS, because it used to be that you could only have one war at a time for a faction. Now that that is no longer the case, it wouldn't take six months to take 14 systems from, right. from a faction. Right. So I'm going to point out another aspect that we haven't really touched on just yet, and that's this. I don't know who all has seen Obsidian Ant's video from earlier this week where he talks about this exact issue about the delay and some things about it, the, the, the spread between console and, and PC. But if you have not seen it yet, I highly recommend that you go check it out. Obsidian Ant has what I would call impeccable sources at Elite, at Frontier. He has access to information that even those of us that are on the inside track sometimes find to be interesting and or eye-opening. And he made a video in which he said a couple of things. Um, one of the main things that he said was like, if you go back to when they first released uh, Elite Dangerous on PlayStation, is it PlayStation? Or, I think PlayStation. He said that the people that were playing on PC at that point took a graphics hit. They saw that they took a graphics hit, and it was when they were talking about the beige plague, that the planets just looked suddenly so much worse, and the graphics took a hit. And Frontier at that time excused it by saying, like, no, 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 it was it, it was a graphical bug that we tricked up with something else. But it took a while for it to get fixed, uh, and he had said that his sources and his read at the time was that it was that they had to sort of sort of, I don't know, give everything a hit to accommodate the console. And with regard to this new sort of release, this this new Odyssey, this whole new era of Elite and, and the graphics upgrades and the other things, he suspects that honestly, and he said flat out, it doesn't make sense to me. If you, if you say, okay, we have to move everything back by a month or two, that makes sense to me. Okay, I can see that because of COVID. It doesn't make sense to me that everything has to move back a month or two on PC and everything has to move back eight months or more on console. It doesn't add up. I don't believe it. He said, I suspect that they're not being truthful and that there are some other issues on console. Now, what he didn't bring up that I, I, I don't think on that video, but I'm going to bring up is... I honestly think 
that what what happened post cyber junk which let's be honest from what i heard cyberpunk and i i didn't play it so i'm just telling you from what i've picked up from the community and picked up from 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 the internet cyberpunk was a pretty decent release with some bugs on pc but it was absolutely cyber junk on the consoles and we may we'll we'll i don't think we'll know for some time the aftermath of that if the consoles because i know for a fact that playstation actually took it off the store and forced them to do uh refunds for people for all we know playstation and xbox went back and really sort of beefed up their regulations and changed stuff and said, you're going to have to do this, this, and this before we're going to certify you. And maybe Frontier had what was okay enough for the consoles before that, but then post whatever happened in the in the aftermath of Cyberpunk, maybe it's not good enough for the consoles now, and they have to go back and sort of revamp things or whatever i don't know but what i do know is that just saying this is because of covid so computers are pushed back one to two months and consoles are pushed back eight months it's i gotta say feels a little dishonest it feels like you're not telling us the whole truth and the last point i'm going to make before i throw it back to boss lady and then tweaked is this i felt from the stream on thursday i honestly felt like i could see it on art's face one of the things i love about art is he's plain spoken and he's no bullshit he just says this is what it is so be it and i kind of feel like he was very unhappy on that stream he told the company line because i mean he's a soldier when management says this is the line you got to go out there and you got to do it but i felt like he was not happy with that um i kind of feel like in the background he might be fighting the good fight of like hey guys this is not the correct strategy we need to be more open and honest we can win sympathy if we're honest but if we do this where we're just like hey let's breeze through it and then hey let's talk about this community goal we're going to piss people off jez you were up first and then boss lady go well a couple of things uh i'll follow in from what you were saying yeah for sure we know that arthur is not happy because he said so in so many words and i know that i'm allowed to share this uh because because i brought a point up and and the first thing he leads in is yes i know i literally feel their pain talking there as in console players right so it is i do agree that we're looking at something that's happened a number of times with frontier where the community team has been put between the players and frontier and they've being caught unaware as much as the players have mm. uh, but one thing that kind of leads into pc being okay and console not being okay this was very knee-jerk this kind of came out of nowhere and my thoughts and feeling is is that if i think from a game development point they wanted to probably push it all back until all 
And I think that the PC people who are like kind of easy breezy about it have got another thing coming because I don't think the Odyssey that they planned for us to come out is going to be the Odyssey that we get in spring. So I think that there's going to be little bits and pieces that are taken away and moved back for the unknown, for example, for what features they haven't told us about yet. But yeah, I think it's all for everybody on each console to be aware, uh, sorry, each platform to be aware of it mm. and to be kind of PO'd because it's not, it's nobody wins in this. And that's something that I'll probably be saying a couple of times throughout this podcast. Boss lady and then tweet. So the thing about all this, and I, I really respect what Roy said early on, which is, you know, I think all of us want a finished product when they do roll it out. And we're kind of warring with our two sides. We want it now, but we also want it perfect. And what Jez brought up just now about how, you know, they may roll out one part and then the next. I'm just thinking back to fleet carriers. And I'm thinking how long we had to wait to get fleet carriers rolled out and how many times it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And I almost think it's better and healthier for the community to expect it to come out later than it is even promised now, you know, thinking about it as, okay, everybody needs to be thinking about fall (laughs) in a weird way. And the thing that sucks about all of this from my perspective is marketing. So here we had all this hype building up. And the only way that I can talk about this is in terms of viewer base on Twitch, but it also reflects the whole player base, which is there was this huge upswelling right after fleet carriers were released and Odyssey was accidentally announced and this huge, huge upswelling of people coming into the game and coming back to the game. Mm. Then that kind of dropped off with the mining nerf. Then there's this huge, incredible upswelling with the Epic Game Store free week and tons and tons of older players coming back because they're gearing up for odyssey and new players wanting to get you know up to a certain point before odyssey and now it's like that balloon has popped like the wind has been taken out of everybody's sail in the community and doubly triply so for console players where a lot of players are going to be sitting around and going yeah you know elite's cool but i really don't have much to do in it until you know it it's a month out. So I do think that on a marketing side, and I think there is a little bit of, they may not have been expecting it. I do think that this may make it harder to build that hype back up for Odyssey. Tweaked and then uh, Arson. Okay. Let, let me have a little bit here. I got a couple of points. I, I'm going way back to the beginning here. The foot foot on the ground point that you said it's kind of vanity to a point it's vanity but i would disagree with that i mean just again us for example my squadron we've worked very hard we put a lot of hours and effort into getting some of these systems and we have some strong feelings towards some of these systems i would like for first footfall to be opix members and pc gets a six to eight month head start there's no way that's going to happen so well, that, i mean let me let me, me let me a bit be, of a big deal let me be clear on that point it is a vanity thing to get your name on a planet. Not that doesn't mean you're any that you're wrong at all to want it because you were promised you would have a fair shot at it. But I'm just saying that the one thing is a vanity thing even though you're absolutely right if you're mad about it to be mad about it because you were promised you would get a fair shot. But the BGS side is even more concerning cuz that could oh, be sure. game breaking to people. It's the only point I was making. Go ahead continue absolutely. please. 
the cyberpunk stuff okay yeah cyberpunk is a mess and especially so on the consoles but that being said it was designed specifically on pc and they tried to port it to consoles that is not what frontier has been doing with odyssey they've been building this supposedly from the ground up on all platforms already and on that point if if the consoles have all these new rules and regulations and time restraints because of the mess that cyberpunk is, then that should be affecting other releases more than just Odyssey. We should be seeing all these other new medium and, and you name all these other games that are coming out. They should all be getting pushed back. And we haven't heard that. So I don't necessarily buy that, that, that argument totally. And, and I guess I would also add as far as, um, I think Boss Lady was talking about losing interest, the hype. Me personally, I listened on my way to work to this, and then it was the. So you the, mean the announcement? The, 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 the announcement, announcement, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the announcement. The uh, PCs delayed to summer, yeah. Xbox and PlayStation delayed to fall. And then it was immediately followed by, oh, but. Frontier is doing great. We've got more players in Elite than ever before. We're financially sound. Everything's going hunky-dory. And that that put a really bad taste in my mouth. And then the stream came out. And and I was hoping for some answers. I thought they might come kind of sort of prepared because I'm not the only one that thought of these problems, the, 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 the ramifications in-game. And they didn't have a single one of them. To Arthur's credit, he did read the footfall and said, I'll take that to the devs and see if I can't get an answer. But the fact that they didn't come prepared tells me they have no idea the ramifications this is going to have, or they just don't care. And mm. that is very worrisome to me. Mm. Arson. So uh, I was going to touch on the, the whole concept of the feature sets that are going to come. But the first, first thing is, and I don't remember exactly where I read this or heard it, but essentially when we get the first alpha, I don't think it is going to be good for anybody to expect the full Odyssey experience because they basically told us that they are going to lock features and only give us a little bit at a time. So I just kind of want to make sure that people keep that in mind for release expectations of the initial mm. alpha. Okay. I, to hear, I, I want to raise a point that sort of touches on something that Tweak said. Um, there is a certain amount of learn to read the room. There is a certain amount of when you say, oh, by the way, uh, PC players, we're going to give you a slap to the face. Uh, Xbox players, we're going to give you a kick to the nuts. We're doing great, though. Yikes. Uh, there is a certain amount of, hey, man, we're doing a great job keeping up our expectations, unlike Star Citizen and Cyberpunk. And that gets dropped the week before the announcement of, oh, by the way, sorry, but number one, the promise we made to you, which was already the delay of the delay, that's getting delayed. And also the promise that we made to you that everyone's going to get it at the same time going forward, we're breaking that. But we're doing better than ever. Oof. Uh, and here's the thing. And we, we often say on this show, and we often say in the forums, and we often say in our various conversations that we have with each other as players of Elite, that there's times where, like, FDev just doesn't get it. And in fairness to them, 
like they look at it through corporate eyes through developer eyes and they see what they see and we won't ever really see that and we look at it through not gamer eyes because we're not gamers the vast majority of us that are talking on this show that are are watching this you know people that spend two hours on a friday night watching fucking nerds talk about spaceships live you're not gamers you are elite dangerous mmo junkies that's what we are let's be honest because gamers most gamers are like yeah man i played an hour of uh whatever and then i went to play some soccer and then i played an hour of uh gta 5 and and then i went down to the pub and threw darts and then i did you know the next day i did a little call of duty and then i would like gamers play around they they, they're they're sort of like uh uh you know the dating scene for fucking you know 20 year olds or whatever it's a new girl every night MMO players are serial monogamous. We fall in love hard with one game at a time, and we sort of become addicted to it. We live in this world. We get away from the dumpster fire that is 2020, 2021 life. We get away from the shit whatever of oh, i just got laid off from my job again because we're going into these restrictions oh, i can't go see my friends at the bar my bowling league is done my darts whatever i can't blah 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 all of these sort of different things we get away from all of that in falling in love with this one thing and we fall harder than is true of the regular game world and the thing that frontier should keep in mind is that that is a weird magical spell that is a love affair that when the bloom comes off the rose when you fall out of that love spell sometimes you can get it back and sometimes you just can't so right now when you have a delay compounded by people feeling that you're being dishonest and that it's sort of shitty a lot of times I've heard from more than a few people I'm going to go play Star Citizen I'm going to go play No Man's Sky I'm going to go check out Sea of Thieves I'm checking out to go do this thing I'm, I've heard from a lot of people in this last week that they're checking out to go to Final Fantasy they're checking out to go to Grand Theft Auto 5. They're checking out to whatever. And the thing is, is some of those people will come back. But if you spend, it's like if you're in the habit, if you're a gym rat and you're going to the gym every day, you can't think about what it's like to not go to the gym every day. But take two weeks off from it and then your first day back to the gym. Let me tell you something. It fucking sucks. You are not happy to be there. You have to re- train the pathways in your brain to be addicted to that thing again and when people go on walkabout even if they're like hey i'm okay with it it's not that bad it sucks but whatever what can you do i'm gonna go play x for the next month some of those people will not return so it's just a thing i kind of want to put out there in the room to to think about um let's see here 
Roy? So I've been racking my brain of, you know, what would be a clever idea to solve this conundrum of splitting the community and having these inequities between PC and console because of the delay. Uh, I don't yet have a smart idea, but I have a, I have a, an un- unpleasant idea that maybe if we have solidarity with our console uh, brothers and sisters, as you said, would solve the problem and make everybody um, a little less miserable, maybe. But yeah. I don't know if it would be supported. And it's like, okay, what if, what would it be supported with the PC community if we said uh, we're not going to record first footfalls? And we're not going to allow BGS impact from Odyssey until console can do the same thing. Well, when you say we're not going to do this and we're not going to allow this, honestly, if you make a public statement and get enough people involved that for some reason the company decides to do it, that's fine. But if you just say we're going to voluntarily hold ourselves to not doing it, you're going to get the assholes are just going to claim everything. Yeah, no, 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 no. You misunderstood. I'm okay. not suggesting that this is in our power. I'm suggesting that this is something that only Frontier could actually do. Yeah. Um, but and, we should and, but the tell them we're open be, to it. Would people support it? Yeah. I mean, it's an obvious, it's an obvious but unpleasant solution. All right. We got Arson, then Jez, then Tweaked. Uh, so, so mine's in the same vein of the potential solutions. I personally don't like the, the idea that Roy's floated. We've kind of talked about it a little bit as well, but... The idea of programmatically preventing those things until we get the console players, to me, with the history of bugs, and it just seems like a giant, oh my god, waiting to happen. Um, I personally in, would like to see it uh, be that we, as the PC crowd, uh, just get stuck with, and I say that lovingly because I would actually love this, uh, but just get stuck with an extended beta going out to the period of when consoles are finally able to join us. Uh, because, like I said earlier, BGS is PvP. Um, we should not be allowed to PvP console players uh with impunity uh and honestly if they are having to delay and have they've already had to delay it twice uh an extended beta period would really really give them a nice healthy chunk of time to hammer out balance issues uh for example uh right now there's a very large amount of the pvp community that basically blatantly considers balance for combat uh, completely and utterly broken. And I personally consider it unfixable because Frontier is not willing to remove, uh, you know, things that people have earned in terms of engineered modules, uh, which would really kind of be required to fix things. Okay. Um, I love you for saying that, but it's never going to happen because the fact of the matter is, is they told on the London Stock Exchange, their shareholders, you will be getting the money for sales in by the end of this fiscal year, which is the end of May. They're just not going to do that. I love you, but it's not going to happen. But the people would still be buying copies to get access to it and play it. Nope. There's a lot of people that don't buy until release date. I, I've heard that from many people as well. Jez? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my friends because obviously when we stream, we get a lot of people friending us, right? And yeah, there's a lot of people uh, on my friends list that are saying they're keeping it on wish list. Yep. Plus, when we polled Boss Lady's chat, a significant proportion, right? Boss was saying they're waiting and seeing, right? Hmm. Okay. Uh, 
Anyway, talking about the the idea of delaying BGS impact and uh, Odyssey on PC, what we can do for footfall, I think morally that's the right thing to do. I, I don't agree. expect Frontier to do it because nope. if it takes any extra work, they're not going to be in a position to do that. However, this is the point when I was talking with Boss earlier in the week that we've decided that nobody wins because you see on the title screen of some of these or the, the video on some of these dev diaries, the foot is being planted down. That is what they are sell selling us. And the first footfall is a big part of that. So the players on the PC, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be. A lot of players out there, with respect to the consoles, out of principle, will not footfall. But that that doesn't that's not going to be a huge correct. You know, it's not going to do anything base. for them. If you but, if 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 a third of us don't set foot on land just out of solidarity, the other two thirds are just going to get right. more shit. It's not going to in any way help the console exactly. players, unfortunately. So the the point we are at is nobody wins here because either you take away something from the PC players, which are the larger player base that they were looking forward to, or you screw the console players. And I don't like the idea of either of those things. So I I believe, even though that would have you know upset a lot of people, the beta, what uh, you were talking about, should have been the way the console and the PC should be February, uh, sorry, fall, but then investors, hello, we can't yep. do that. 100%. The, the fact of the matter is, is spaceship nerds will always come a distant second to investors. That's just the hard truth of it, and that's the way it has to be. It sucks. Uh, tweet. All right. I'm, again, I, I consider myself to be kind of a different Elite Dangerous player. I, I fell into this game on accident. I, I got it because I was reading up on Star Citizen, and somebody in the comments said, oh, if this looks good to you, you should check this game out. It was on sale. It looked better to me, so I bought it, and I fell in love with it. I, for real, have only taken time out of Elite Dangerous to play one other game in the three years I've been playing this game. I have almost 3,000 hours in this game. Over 25 fully grade five engineered ships. I've got all the engineers opened up. I've been to Colonia, Sag A, Beagle Point. I've done all the things. I was holding on, waiting for Odyssey, which was right around the corner, to, to give me something new to do in this game. Now that Odyssey is so far away, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next six months or so. I, I build some more ships, go shoot some more people, run some more missions that I've been doing for thousands of hours already. I may very well end up finding a different game and who knows? I mean, maybe I'll find another game like Elite that I don't expect to fall in love with, but I do. I, I doubt it. I mean, I doubt very highly I'll find something I like more than this game, but this is the first time since I discovered Elite Dangerous that I haven't logged in and, and for a week. I haven't touched this game since Monday night, and that is a first for me. Yeah, even when you were playing Red Dead, you were still playing Elite. You were just mixing in whatever. Every night. Yeah. That's right, every night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jez. Yeah, sorry, I kind of jumping in again. So what we was talking about a lot in the chat channel was players taking breaks, right? So... 
when players come back and a huge percentage of my viewers over someone when I was doing new player streams say is I didn't play this for a while. I'm just popping my head back in to see if it's worth playing. Well, the people that are going to pop their heads around uh, Odyssey time that don't keep up with elite news and see that they don't have what they want or it isn't available on their platform. We're not talking that some of them are going to wait until August. It may be a couple of years until they come back into the game too. So there's a huge knock-on effect here for the ways and the habits that people play and approach Odyssey. Hmm. And again, nobody wins. <laughs> yeah. Boss lady. Uh, I'm going to tail on the end of Jez's statement too, which is I think all of us, and, and I put myself in this category now too, all of us here on this podcast and most of us in the community listening to this or watching it right now have a very warped view of elite dangerous we live eat breathe and sleep <laughs> dangerous right but to a lot of people who play elite they are you know they they do they spend a couple months playing elite and then they pop off they go play this other game and so i would say it's not the majority but of course the people we see on the forums the people we talk to every day are the people who are really in love the with hardcore. this game week. you know i mean we love this game that's why we talk about it so it it weights the people who are playing the game to the people who are vocal about the game. And there's mm. such, it's like the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more people that aren't that engaged that like Jez said, you know, they may wander away for a few more years before they pop their head back in. Mm. Um, but the point that I was going to, to really make is about that poll we did on uh, my stream. And it was, it was so great. So Jez was in the chat, was able to just pop this poll up and it was <laughs> Sorry. Um, and we we basically asked people, and it was a question I'd never thought about, but it came up. How many people, and I'd love for the people that are here actively right now to say, how many of you guys have bought Odyssey? How many are waiting for the um, how many of you guys are waiting for the alpha to buy Odyssey? And how many of you guys are waiting for so like the three different options? How many are waiting for the actual game release? And it was overwhelmingly people are waiting to see before they buy. Yeah, and I think I'm everybody in this channel will probably say, I already bought it, or they didn't give me the option to buy it yet. But I think in general, you're right. There's many, many, many people that are a wait-and-see attitude. Surprised me, because I, I figured, I mean, everybody that I know was like, yeah, we bought it immediately. But a lot of people who I wouldn't have expected in the chat channel who are active members of the community, I was like, wow, this is a lot of people are actually waiting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I want to go around. We got to sort of start to wrap this up. Uh, I want to go around and get people's closing thoughts and let you say anything that you haven't said. I've been trying to sort of shepherd it along. Let's start with Arson. Your closing thoughts and anything you didn't get to yet. Just a question that just Mm. popped in my head. Is this why consoles didn't get a pre-order? Yes. Yeah. Not only that, not only that, but I'm going to take one step further and I don't mean to be salty and I don't mean to be shitty, but I will say this. When PC got a pre-order, on Steam, it showed pre-order date of April 21st. And I immediately ran to the managers, the community managers, and was like, yo guys, Frontier, what the hell is up with this? People are losing their shit. And, and I got a response back from Stephen Benedetti, which I shared with everybody, that literally said... 
until you hear from us, don't believe any date from anywhere. Now, this is interesting to me because previous to that, the thing that we saw everywhere was Q1 2021, but that was specifically omitted from that response that I got at that time that I shared with everyone saying, hey, until you hear from them, don't believe the date. Well, I find that interesting now that that was worded that way to specifically omit the Q1 2021 date. They, I, I suspect that something was known there that was not shared at that time and oof. You take people's money and then you change the game. Yikes. Uh, did you have anything else, Arson? Uh, I guess one other small thing and that being that if they made the promise here uh, that we're going to, you know, all get to experience Odyssey together at the same time, and then they broke that, um, there, there's there's a few other promises that I personally would like uh, Frontier to break from way back in Kickstarter, but I'm not saying that because I expect them to. I'm just saying that that you know you start breaking your promises to your player base uh, and you start having a problem. All right. Fair enough. And I respect that. Roy, your final points. Yeah. So uh, obviously everyone's upset about this to varying degrees and intensities. And um, I would just say it's up to FDev. They can, uh, there's still time. There's still uh, opportunity to, you know, mitigate this stumble, let's call it. Um, we didn't spend any time talking about that. Maybe that's in a future episode, but there's all kinds of things they could be doing uh in this delay that might um help uh help smooth this over a bit and so i'm waiting for them to step up and be uh be brilliant boss lady well uh you caught me a little off guard come back around to me all right tweaked all right. Well, this would normally be the point in the show where I say, remember, guys, FTEV has created this wonderful game that we love, but I'm not feeling that way right now. I, I'm just not. I don't want to sound like I'm whining. I don't begrudge the PC guys. I don't begrudge all of you folks on PC to get this in the summer. Great. I'm happy for you guys. I begrudge the staggered release. Uh, I'd be fine mm -hmm. with a delay. If, you know, I, I don't even care if it was a long delay. I mean, obviously I would. I want it sooner than later. But the fact that it's a staggered release and they seem oblivious to the in-game effects just has me terrified for what's going to be coming. WKJS. I'm, I'm oddly, this is out of sort of character, but yeah, I'm with you on that one tweet. But um, one one critical point that I was thinking just to wrap things up that, that I didn't just pop into my head until the end is... How are consoles going to even test this if it's coming out in um, fall? Because we're going to have a live server with Odyssey running. We've done the alpha on Odyssey for the PC. So what are they going to do to do the alpha and the quality assurance testing on the console during I, that time? I would assume they would just have a separate round of, of console uh, alphas that are going on between now and fall. Can, I mean, point. can they se can they separate the servers yeah. out like that? Because I yeah. thought they did QA on the live servers in permit locked regions. 
No, because when you yeah, it's just the same way as when we did the fleet carrier beta, you log into it. It's a it's all on a separate server. It's they take a snapshot of your stuff as of two weeks ago or whatever, and then throw it up there. Okay, uh, coming back around to Boss Lady B. Sorry about that. I was following no all of your threads of conversation, and uh, no the main, the, the main um, takeaway I think that. Uh, I'm going to take away from this conversation is kind of that analogy you made of the relationship. I think that the relationship the player base has had with Frontier has always been a little bit rocky. And there's some of us that are absolutely in love with them. There are some of us that, you know, are, you know, there's, <clears throat> we won't mention who have kind of toxic relationships with, with the, the game and the development company. But I think going forward, reestablishing that trust is going to be key because like you guys have mentioned the fact that it did seem like there may have been mutterings about this getting pushed back while they were taking our money for uh, the Mm -hmm. outlet does that that's the thing that probably out of all of this really stings once you go back and you kind of look at it and go ooh, are they now becoming more focused on the the financial side and making money off of us versus providing a stable game and being transparent but you know that's kind of the extreme um uh, overall mm-hmm. just they have to reestablish that trust and get clear about this roadmaps things like that mm. i dig it 100 percent. all right so that brings it back around to me so the final point to close out this conversation and to close out the night here's what i think number one i think frontier needs to do better at this time, right now, if you want to keep us, if you want to keep our love, if you want to keep our money, if you want to keep our time, there's two, well, there's three very critical things that you need to do. The first is, number one, make the galaxy alive even more so than before. More so than before. More CGs, more special fucking giveaways, more events more galnet articles more keep the tempo up so that the masses are distracted and and happy and pleasant with the current game experience number two you need to have some open and honest and more truthfully communicative interactions right now right now This is not the time for marketing bullshit speak. This is the time for, hey guys, this happened. Part of this was COVID, but let's be honest. Part of this was, you know, whatever. The dev process, shit got fucked up. It didn't, we we had honest, good intentions of being at X place by Y time. And then because of whatever, we didn't get there. We should have told you earlier. We're sorry about that, but... Here's what we're going to do to try to make it right. Here's, you know, open, honest, real conversation. I want words coming out of Art's face that sound like they belong coming out of Art's face. I don't want sound bites. I don't want, hey, look at this and look at that. I don't want, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you out by giving you some information from Gareth Hughes. That's great, right? No, it's not great. That's what you promised us last Thursday on the fucking stream that you said we would get the day after, which was last Friday. To offer to give us a piece of that a week late doesn't, 
excuse all of the other things. Just address it honestly. Real talk. Absolutely. That is what we need. Because especially with Art, I feel like he has a brand among those of us that have been paying attention. He tells the truth and he tells it bluntly. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. But it is what it is. And I think that that is endearing to a good amount of us that are on the inside that have seen sort of stuff, that have seen years of the, well, I have nothing to say about that. I fell in love with Art when he said uh, to the question, are you going to have CQC on foot? Well, we have nothing to discuss about that right now, but yes. I fucking love that man from that moment. And like, we need some people like Art coming out there and saying flat out, hey, look, this is exactly where we're at. This is why we're, we're at this point. Here's an honest roadmap of what it's looking like. You know, this is the second delay or third. I've, I've lost track at this point. There may be more. There may be less. There may be feature reduction. There may be not whatever. But regardless of what it is, we may like it or we may not like it. But we're much more likely to be appreciative and accepting and forgiving if we feel like you're telling us the truth and you're just showing us, hey man, 2020, 2021, it's a shit show for all of us. We're in this boat. It sucks. We don't like it. You don't like it, whatever. But if you just do a very brief, there was a delay because of COVID. Now let's get into this CG and look at this. We're going to give you an opportunity to put your name on a station. People are going to be pissed because they feel like you gave them short change. You didn't fucking listen and openly, honestly address their concerns. So that's my feeling. Having said that, I do love Frontier. I am doing other stuff. I am playing the game. I continue to keep playing the game. I want... I want you to do the things that we said here. I hope that you will do them, not because we said them, but because I, th I honestly believe with my heart that they're right. And the third thing, because I said they need to do three things, they need to continue with that open and honest conversation and take very real steps to address the questions of how can parity be achieved or can parity be achieved? Can some form of mitigation of the extra burden that this delay is on the console players be addressed. If you can in some way hold off on the footfalls, the plants, and the BGS aspects that are tied to the, the, the Odyssey only until they're released, say it. Try to figure out a way to do it. If you can't, if that's a thing that you just can't do, then say it quickly. Say it openly. Like The longer you pussyfoot around, we can maybe do it. We're going to look at it. We're going to get back to you. The worse it is. If you have to rip off that band-aid, then rip it off fast. Rip it off hard and find some fucking way you could try to make it up to them. I don't know. But 100%. Curtis Henningsen in the chat. Let's be honest. 90% of the people, 99% of the people who play Elite Dangerous are adults. Talk to us like adults. Having said all of this, I'm going to close this out by saying I've been watching and the big streamers and, and YouTube content creators 
and uh, podcasts out there have largely given Frontier a pass. They've largely said, like, hey, we're with you and whatever. And I feel that way, too. I do. I am with them. I do love them. I do want to support them. But when you have a friend who's fucking up, you have to tell them, yo, bro, you're fucking up so that they can get their shit together. It's not good. It's not helpful to them to go along and try to sweep it under the rug if that shit's not going to work out. Having said all of this, with everyone else who is sort of sweeping shit under the rug and trying to say the right things to say on Frontier's good side, I'll say this. I love you, Frontier. You're fucking up. Get your shit together and get it right. Make it right. I I really hope that you do. And for all of those people that are preserving their relationship by not saying the wrong thing, look, if this is the absolute last episode of A Least Week, if... if, if, uh, uh, you know, I'm cut out from the outside, if whatever, if it means that we lose all of access that we have to the inside, I'd rather do that than be a shill. When you get it right, I'm going to tell you you got it right, and when you fuck up, I'm going to tell you you need to get your shit together. And I hope you could accept that, and if you can't, and if the bad times are coming, let them come. Till it covers our lips, exhale, central beating for the weather beating. And I feel you beating the stream, stand by us and we're waiting. Walking these streets with that distant stare. No one likes us, but we don't care. Maybe our kind don't fit round here. Our minds find conflict round here. See, we choose to cruise a route that ain't paved with gold. So our shoes don't slip, they stick and grip this road. Our tools and inslicks that we engrave and mold. For an end goal, you maybe can't spend or fold. We won't settle for our short careers or 40 years of salty tears. Like a battered up mixtape with a long faded label. When I'm old and decaying, I'll be decaying and ain't. If the bad times are coming, let them come. Let the death drum break the slump for the rush young graves to come. Pickle, pickle, what desire expires. The bad times are coming, let them come. If the bad times are coming, let them come. Let the death drum break the slump for the rush young graves to come. Pickle, pickle, what desire expires. The bad times are coming, let them come. In acid lightning, I see. So many kids that love being writers more aye, than they aye. love writing. Hey, hey, bad times coming, bash up a castle. I know the zookeeper, line them up, lions on them. I haven't slept yet, ever crust. Kicking up dust, leave them sicking up, rust color. Let it come, let them run, let me laugh at it. Smash like it's rampage, live it up, grasp at it. No pill for the whirlwind coming, let it come. Spin with the rush, no fun till the up run against the flood. All stroke, no float for the hope, for the coast pump blood. Stump fuckers on the daily, dump lungs, volume is up, watch them hush for the lump sum, but not around here, around here we steer clear, hold my tongue to stack bunk, when bad times come it's like some old news, new shit, choose yours, new whip of brick, if the bad times are coming, let them come, let the death drum break the slump, for the one young brace to come, if the flicker of desire expires, the bad times are coming, let them come, if the bad times are coming, let them come, let the death drum break the slump, for the one young brace to come, Desire expires, the bad times are coming, let them come. Quality home life, living a lie now. Take it to the road 
certain women would lie down Hunting images of witnessed in my town Floating through the night with a knife and a white gown Gotta dig a bigger hole, but you can never climb out Just burrow and burrow, I stand on the high ground I'm pulling the sky down, I wait for the high tide I try not to drown, but then another day with eyebrows furrowed Just say what you gotta say, like right now, fucko Pipe down, fucko, that was what many say Why do you think they call it a burrowing out anyway? In a risky gamble, save the wild sex with filthy animals. Switch the channel, if the nature turns mechanical, become detached like your snake manibles. The slack jaw jungle is practicing his cat calls. It's got the lab rat fastened on the pad of the lab. to come and let him come. Let the death drum break the slump for the one young brace to come. Little flicker of desire expires. The bad times are coming, let him come. The bad times are coming, let him come. Let the death drum break the slump for the one young brace to come. Jump right to